Hey, it's Neville Medora here, and today is a reading of the stupid email from March 19th, 2021. The stupid means a swipe, a thought, uplifting picture, interesting, and drawing. So let's start off with the swipe today. So you might not be able to see this, but basically it's a dust buster on a weighing scale. On the other end of a weighing scale is a much smaller, thinner, and lighter dust buster that's 1.1 pounds, and it's up in the air because it's clearly lighter than the bigger, heavier 2.5 pound dust buster. This handheld vacuum company wants to show their product is lighter than a typical dust buster, so they cleverly put it on a scale to show that it's lighter. And I thought the simple picture clearly demonstrates the point rather than trying to describe its lightness in text. It's something I tell a lot of our copywriting course members all the time, show, don't tell. Here's an interesting thought. The famous copywriter Joseph Sugarman would always say the job of a headline was to act like a slippery slope. And imagine like a slide, right? And at the very top of the slide is the headline. And the headline is designed to get them sucked in. And then the next line is designed to get them sucked in even more. And that's a little bit more down the slide. And then more down the slide is the next line. And that's to get them sucked in even more. And then the last section of the slide at the end is to get them to the destination and to take action. So just remember, when you're writing something, remember, you got to start off strong and then lead it all the way strong down into the action part. Here's a little bit of an uplifting thing, and it's something called the 90-9-1 rule. And the 90-9-1 rule states for any public group that 90% of people just lurk. They don't really do anything. They just read. And that 9% of people casually participate in stuff. So maybe they throw in a comment here and there. And then 1% of people create the most content. Now, this actually applies to friend groups, political parties, social networks, basically any large public group. And what this means is that you can have an outsized impact simply by creating content because 90% of the people just read it, 9% participate, and 1% create the most content. So let's say you have a thousand friends on Facebook or insert any whatever social platform, and we apply this 90-9-1 rule to it. Here's how it breaks down. 1% of that thousand friends equals 10 friends that post all the time. Like, I bet you notice this, like you go to Instagram, or you go to Facebook, you go to TikTok, whatever. And it's like, you see the same people always posting, right? Well, that's the 1% of that group that you're, you're part of, your followers, or sorry, the people who follow you. And then 9% of the people, they occasionally post, they toss up a post when they get married, or they say something about one of their friends, and then they comment on stuff. So that's 9% of the conversation. But then what you might notice if you have a 1000 friends on Facebook, is that 90% of them probably don't post all that often. That means 900 friends out of your 1000 probably never really post all that often. So it's kind of crazy to think that of all if you follow a 1000 people, that 1% of them are posting all the time, 9% are just casually participating, and 90% are really not doing anything. And so the reason that this 90-91 rule is an uplifting thing is that anytime you see people fighting about stuff, whether it's religion, schooling, politics, whatever, all that fighting that you see online is done by a super small group of people. That means that most everyone, 90% plus a percent of people are level-headed and chill about things and maybe they don't disagree, but it's probably like a rational discussion. And all the fighting and crazy stuff you see on Twitter or Facebook or social media, it's mainly being produced by like just 1% of really active people. And I think that's very uplifting to just remember that like sometimes it seems like all these people are everything so divisive and stuff. When in reality, it's just the top 1% of people kind of causing all those problems. 
he is a pitcher I have, and I am moving my office into a house. Um, and it's going to be a 13 by 14 room, which is currently being painted. It has a little extra space for a closet, a little extra space by the window. And I'll update over the month how I plan to design it. So in my current place, I've moved offices twice. Uh, one from a smaller room to a bigger room. And now this room that I'm moving in is going to be even a little bit bigger. And so I'm still deciding how to design it, but uh, I'll be making a post about it. I love office design. I think it's kind of where you spend like, you know, most of your day if you're working from home. So it's important to have like a nice office that you enjoy. So I'll see what I can come up with. Here is something interesting. The economics of promoting houses through direct mail are ridiculous. For about $1,000, you can spam an entire large zip code with double-sided glossy cards, and you can do this three times for maximum exposure, and that comes to about $3,000. So if a home costs $1.5 million, you get a 6% commission on that, so that equals $90,000 in commission. The cost of three flyer drops is only 3000 bucks. So I remember when I lived in like this luxury apartment, we were like prime candidates for people that were gonna buy houses next. And so I would get uh, like buy a house for less than it costs to rent. I would get that flyer 10 times a day, literally like in my mail, that's all I got was just flyers for houses. And so these are just like simple glossy cards that bring attention to houses. They don't really say too much. They'll often have like a picture or two, maybe three, and maybe a listing price sometimes. And that means like those people will see that card and be like, ooh, that's a cool building. I never knew about that. And then go visit it and potentially buy. But the economics totally worked out. And that's why I would get them all the time. Here's a cool drawing. And it's of a mental model of when you're stuck and how to proceed. And this mental model is copy someone who's already done it. And the funny thing is here, there's there's someone copying from someone else on a desk, like they're cheating on a desk. But in reality, what they're doing is, if you have a problem, you're probably not the only one to ever have that problem, right? Like other people have probably had it. So why reinvent the wheel when you can see how others have done it? So this means you should adopt the good moves they've made, discard the bad moves they've made, and proceed. So if you're trying to start a dry cleaning business, well, guess what? There's a lot of other dry cleaners out there. Maybe you could just copy what all these other dry cleaners have done. That's good. That's bad. Uh, well, discard the bad. And then run your business that way. So this is a fun Friday stupid email. That's a swipe a thought, uplifting picture, interesting drawing. And I really hope you like it. I hope you have a great Friday. My name is Neville Medora. I will talk to you later.